This is Comic Picks by the Glick. And I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick, how are you? I'm doing just fine, John. Yourself? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Um, now we're in the middle of August. We're, we're, we're just over the edge of that, and it's going to be the end of August, and then September, and then this whole cycle begins again. Right? Right. Yeah, assuming like they, you know, things... Like the entire state doesn't burn down, and um, the prophecy of um, Mad Max um, Fury Road doesn't turn out to be just like a future doc, a future documentary in the state of California. Hey, hey, just in case, my war rig is ready. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and I've used that joke before, but God, it's still appropriate. It's going <laughs> to be, it's going to be, continue to be appropriate until unless that gigantic El Nino they're forecasting for the end of the year um, yeah. comes out, but. By the way, did you see the uh, did you see uh, Conan O'Brien as the Doof Warrior? No, I did not. You need to like look that up on YouTube. It's hilarious. Like he actually did like do that, and um, I was told that uh, that you know that like he even has the fire coming out of the edge of his guitar, and they were worried that like he was going to get burnt. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, and Andy Richter's—he's the driving underneath, so it's just hilarious. You gotta like, you gotta watch it. (laughs) And the bands in the back playing the drums—it's just hilarious. But anyway, um, this is not about Mad Max, but this is about comics. So, what do you have open for us tonight? All right. Well, because I didn't get around to reviewing it um, when it came out, I'm talking about like the um, next most recent volume of Fables and the final volume of fables which also doubles as issue number 150 because um the creators are just badass like that now i've um been reviewing fables for quite a while over here even voting a podcast to volume 18 on rose red and um this series has been um, one of the most consistently entertaining and inventive titles um to come out um for over the last it's like over the last decade or so and um, it's also been like easily one of Vertigo's most um, successful because, like, you know, it debuted at the same time as Why the Last Man, and even though it's gone on for like more than um, you know, twice, tw- um, two and a half times the length of that series, it's still um, managed to, to um, deliver real, a really consistent stream of quality um, since then. Now, in case you're unfamiliar with the series, and if you are unfamiliar with the series, um, this pro- podcast isn't probably the place to start. Um, Start with the um, deluxe editions, which um, collect two trader backs in one, to get us to get a feel for the series. It's basically like you know, fables um, like all the ones we know, like you know, Snow White, Big Bad Wolf. Um, it's like Jack, like legendary rogue, um, boy, boy blue. It's like um, King Cole. All these fables living in the modern world. And while it initially started off as a, uh, as these fables have been forced out of their homelands by a mysterious um, being known as the adversary. That series, that story arc was eventually wrapped up um, with issue 75 with um, Geppetto of Pinocchio fame being revealed as, as the adversary in question. And after that, after that, um, that um, landmark issue, um, Bill, um, series creator, Bill Willingham decided, Hey, you know, I just want to do other series, other stories of, um, about this, about these characters and this second, this world I've created. So we got um, a good, a solid two and a half plus years about them fighting um, evil Mr. Dark, who is um, basically collectively known as the Boogeyman, um, and his um, and his dire plans for the it's like like for Fable Town. Then it's like then the um, then the folks kind of shifted um, all over the place from it's like from Snow from um, Snow and um, Big and um, Bigby's um, kids. It's like to the it's like, <clears throat> to 
to even Snow's um, like, you know, former husband, Prince Brandish. It may seem like, you know, that they're kind of lurching from back and for, for direction after a certain point, but no, it's like, it's actually still been um, really entertaining. Like, ever, it's like, ever since. Like, particularly with, um, like, um, um, Cubs in Toyland being a really, um, like, impressive and dark um, look at just, you know, like, how, it's like, yeah, that, for, for some of these, for some of these characters, like how, um, you know, even like, you know, some of these kids are like showing big bees that they're not all going to have happy endings. That was fantastic. And, um, you know, now that when, when it was announced that, um, issue 150 was going to be the last issue, um, I can express concern with the, um, most recent, with, um, volume 21 that, you know, they, that, um, willing had to set up too much stuff on his plate in order to, um, you know, successfully, like resolving the satisfying faction. Fortunately, that turns out not to be the case with um, these final two volumes. He does bring, bring things into a fairly solid landing, not an exceptional one, but still one that um, sticks that sticks it in the end. Because you know, even though I was worried about all about everything that was going on, from um, machinations of Lee Douglas to um, like um, Prince to um, Snow's evil husband trying to be who's trying to be reformed by um, Rose Red. Um, Prince Brandish, it's like, and it's like, and like all, like about a dozen other subplots. Um, Willingham um, meant to streamline things um, pretty well. It's like in the, it's like in volume 21, mainly by focusing on a couple things. Um, the uh, forthcoming um, battle between um, Snow and Rose Red over, like, it's like over who's going to, um, who's going to um, rule over the, over the fables, as well as um, Big B's um, descent into um, a feral state that would um, make Wolverine quake with, quake with fear. It's like, it's, it's like, um, volume, it's like volume 21, happily ever after does it, does do a solid job of building things up for the, for the final conflict, establishing, selling stakes as a, as a final, final battle between snow and Rose Red as two sides of the same coin. And also prisoners to a, um, to an ancient curse, as um, Willingham basically is, like, lays out um, their family history as he sees it in um, in the context of fables. It's like, and it's, it's like, and, it, and it's pretty interesting and compelling. And also, the um, business with um, Big B is um, ramped up as well as he sees um, dumped onto New York as a feral killer, and also one that um, undoes a lot of the um, magical protections that um, the fables have set up for their. Like for, for their um for Fable Town over the course of the series, as seen when um the uh it's like when some of the um, law enforcement officers um look at look at downtown New York and it's like hey that that castle wasn't there before, and it's like oh man what's gonna happen now, and um while um the whole um Lee Douglas business is resolved in Volume Twenty One quite decisively, um Prince Brandish's um acts of um you know try, of trial by combat is um it's like is still ongoing it's like with the um with the final volume as um flycatcher steps in after um Lancelot meets his um well it's like let's just say he's not gonna have time to uh to betray uh um Rose Red in, this, in the whole Camelot fashion that if you were expecting. So final volume verdict on ver- volume twenty one it's like definitely a good bit like entertaining the way it streamlines a lot of the issues I had with, um, it's like with um, volume twenty, it's like and uh, it's like and it sets and it sets up the uh, final, it's like the final volume in a in a really effective series of um, full full page splashes at the end. So overall, 
So like good stuff. And also I like the whole um the bits of um the the last um stories of so and so. Because we get the last flycatcher story, the very last story of Sinbad, the last story of Babe the Blue Ox, um the last stories of um of um the the three blind mice, Prince Charming, Beauty or well, Beauty and the Beast. It's kind of a misnomer because if you're expecting like the beast um, same beast you're getting and you've been getting in the uh, series. That's not going to happen. Um, in fact, um, there's also a nice um, bit of callback to the uh, whole super team arc. Um, after like um, a couple volumes back, that um, you know that that volume was a really nice example of bait and switch. And since since you thought you were getting a tables was going um, full on um, super uh, Marvel and DC superhero style, but they weren't. And um, in the end, like Big B's conversation with with North Wind, um, derailed that in a most effective fashion. But um, but then you get to the final um, final volume, which also doubles as issue one hundred and fifty, and then you get and um, it's basically a, a gigantic series of um, like a series of like um closures and wrap-ups. It's like, as we get the, fin- the final fates of um, Prince Brandish, um, Snow and Bigby, Rose Red, it's like, um, Snow and Bigby's kids, um, Pinocchio, everyone gets their um, due, um, oh, including an um, epic um, collective battle between um, Cinderella and um, Bellflower, of all people. And it's, it's like, and, um, on one hand, it's like, yeah, it's like, I appreciate the fact that, um, it's like, that I'm willing to have taken the time to just, you know, wrap everything up. And there's also a certain amount of cleverness in the, um, the way that this gigantic clash between, um, Snow White and Rose Red is set up. But it's also kind of deflated in the end with, as a calculated anticlimax in the sense that, you know, it, you think it's going one way, but it's not. Not, same kind of bait and switch I was talking about just a minute ago, but um, it's like Rose Red finally um, gets clued into a um, certain certain part of the curse that um, her family line has um, has experienced, and she realizes, hey, you know what? Things don't have to be this way. In fact, there's another way things can go, and and like not only do we get the um, the the um, res- resolution of that. Like of that conflict in in terms of like the um the ongoing story, we also get a nice um gatefold du- double gatefold um spread as um as the ramifications of that are played out over a thousand years later, and that's you know really it's like really quite impressive, you know, with um like that uh, in the way that um um Mark um Bill Willingham and an artist um Mark Buckingham are able to. To deliver. It's like overall, it's like you know, there wasn't a whole lot that you know genuinely surprised me. I mean, like there's a lot of fun stuff in the like, in the final um, stories here, such as um, it's like I mean, after the um the main Mark Buckingham illustrated story is is done with, then we get more of the whole um like two, three, four page stories that wrap up a lot of the uh, like you know, love supporting characters and all, and um really it's like you get lots of um talented. Talented artists from David Peterson to Russ Braun, who my God, man, it's like he would have been a fantastic artist for this series if if um, Buckingham ever decided to um, call it quits. To um, let's say to um, Gene to Gene Ha, Nico Henderson, Joel Jones, 
um, Nimit Malavia, um, Lan, original artist Milan Medina, even Brian Talbot shows up for a one-page bit with death. It's like it's, it's like it's a great um, celebration that kind of this is like you know like um, dots its eyes, crosses its t's, and like just leaves you easy feeling. Hey, you know, it's like like even though I'm sure there's plenty more like um, Willingham could have done with this series. It's like I mean he probably could have kept going to issue two hundred, but you know he wanted to go ahead, go and call it quits now to pursue other other stuff, and you know, and while well, the series was was still going strong, and also as um, Vertigo's longest um, creator-owned series, by fifty by fifty issues, take that one hundred bullets. So overall, um, it's like I it's like Fables, thoroughly solid read from beginning to end, and. You know, it's like even if um, you know, if, like these last um couple of volumes didn't let la- didn't like the urgency of the whole Fable Town versus the adversary um con- conflict, they were still like um thoroughly solid and imaginative reads featuring lots like lots of great art from Buckingham and um and a whole and a host of talented artists that um that um love the series enough to just say hey we want in on this we want something we want to give it give contribute an issue issue or two of it as well, so. Overall, a ton of fun, and um, like let's just and I can only hope that you know even though Willingham has stated his um, desire to like do to, um, have time to finally do other stuff, I can only hope that he realizes that you know hey it's like that he can do this stuff you know without um, with while also realizing that um, with, without ma- making a complete ass of himself as he did at GenCon as I hear in the sense that you know he's had a some really difficult. He's apparently had a really difficult time re- recognizing the fact that, you know, the time of um, straight white males being catered to all the time is over, and that we're only going to be catered to some of the time from here on out. That that's um, his views are not reflected in fables, thank God, which would make it them unreadable if they were. And in fact, um, they're most of the time that kind of thinking is skewered. But you know, if he make, keeps um, doing um, stuff like that, like he did at GenCon, um, at um, at future conventions, then yeah, he's probably not gonna he's probably gonna wish he still had Fables to fall back on as a full time gig. But still, Fables itself thoroughly thoroughly entertaining read from from issue from volumes one through twenty two, and um, while the uh, side projects as Jack of Fables and Ferris are quite in the same league, you know. Still worth a still worth a look at the very very least. See, John, any thoughts on your end about all this? Oh, not this time, sir. Not this time. Um, do you know what you're going to be talking about next time? Well, next time is something I've had in the offing for a couple of weeks. Ever since I um, picked up the uh, volume for close to half off on Amazon, we talk about um, like uh, Avengers and X Men, Axis, Marvel's latest crossover, and by all counts. One of their um, less successful ones, really. But hey, because I'm because I'm invested in the ongoing narrative of the Marvel Universe, particularly as it um, you know marches towards Secret Wars, I'm getting it. And um, and now that um, let's see uh, the uh, the final volume I need to in, or- in order to review this, the um, Axis Prelude volume of um, of Uncanny Avengers is arriving tomorrow because I'm recording this on Monday. Everyone. Um, then I'll be finally I'll finally be able to read it, and the two volumes of Magneto that I have in my backlog as well. All right, we'll catch you next time on Comma Picks by the Glick. All right, later. Bye.